and welcome to the Stepping to the Edge podcast. I'm Stephanie Johnston, your host and founder of the Journey to Health and Happiness. I'm a former corporate ladder climber turned health coach on a mission to lead women ready to step to the edge of their lives to welcome in more fulfillment, more health, and most importantly, more joy in their midlife. Each week, I'll be bringing you juicy conversations with incredible women who are stepping to the edge of their lives, rebelling against the narrative, and bravely going after what they desire in their work and their lives. I'll also be dropping in here solo to share thoughts and practical tips to encourage you to activate more health, happiness, and joy in your life. If you're ready to step to the edge, if you're desiring more out of this season of life, I invite you to stick around. I'm so glad you're here. Enjoy. Welcome to the Stepping to the Edge podcast. I'm Steph Johnston, your host, and I am so excited to have you here with me today. As I record this episode, the sun is shining into my office, the calendar has moved to April, and I am so ready to embrace the change of the seasons. Spring is here. Now, this may conjure images of sunshine, blooming flowers, and for those who celebrate, visions of Easter bunnies and chocolate. For me, spring feels like a fresh start a new beginning. And with it comes the annual ritual of spring cleaning. Did you just roll your eyes? (laughs) I get it. Cleaning isn't one of my favorite tasks either, but there's something actually about spring cleaning that I can get behind. Clearing out the heaviness of the winter and welcoming in a lightness in my mood and in my space. With that in mind, in today's episode, I'm going to share some tips on how to make the most of your spring cleaning process. Now, as a coach and not a cleaning coach, I'll add, this topic may surprise you coming from me. Trust me, sweet sweet friend. It will all make sense soon. But for those of you who are still not convinced, my passion, if you know me, is to empower you to live a life you love, a life of more health more joy, and more fulfillment. And while it may not seem like it, spring cleaning is one of the strategies that may support you as we step into this next season. So will you stick with me? Great. Grab a cup of coffee and let's dive in. This time of year is a great opportunity to declutter and freshen up your home, getting rid of the accumulated dust and dirt and clutter from the winter months. So let's first dig into decluttering. Do you love to declutter? I do. I love the exercise of clearing out things we no longer are making good use of. I once took a feng shui course, and in that course, the instructor, a good friend of mine, shared how clutter affects the energy of our home. Isn't that the truth? I mean, think about it for a second. Just pause what you're doing. You can even close your eyes, but if you're driving or you're on the treadmill, please don't close your eyes. Just visualize with your eyes open and stay focused on what you're doing. But I want you to consider these two scenarios. The first one, how do you feel when you walk into a room that is filled with clutter and mess? Things are all over the floor and in piles all over. My mom of teenage boys out there that are listening right now are sure to be visualizing their teenager's bedroom. For sure they are. And I don't know about you, but that visualization makes me anxious. Clutter and the simple disorganization create feelings of anxiousness and overwhelm for me. The same happens if my desk is cluttered. I find it very hard to concentrate and to focus on my work. 
Now, the opposite of that is to visualize a space that is clear of, of clutter, a space that feels open and organized. When you look around at the things in the space, each has a purpose. It feels intentional and calm. Am I right? Can you feel the difference? Now, I'm not suggesting a life of minimalism. I mean, unless that's your personal preference. But what I am going to suggest is that there are probably spaces throughout your home that with a few intentional moments, you could really make an impact on how you feel when you are in them. As I mentioned, clutter creates feelings of anxiousness in me. And if you have ever experienced this, you'll relate. It's very interesting, actually, that there are studies that show that the act of decluttering is good for your mental health for several reasons. See, I told you to trust me. (laughs) So among the benefits of decluttering are the following. Decluttering can reduce stress and feelings of anxiousness. Clutter can be overwhelming. It's easy to feel stressed and anxious when you're surrounded by just too much stuff. Decluttering can help you feel more in control of your environment by reducing your stress and your anxiety in the process. Decluttering also improves focus and concentration. This one hits home for me, especially as I was mentioning about my desk, my work area, if that's cluttered. I find it very difficult to focus and very difficult to concentrate. And a cluttered environment like that has that impact on a lot of people. So by decluttering those areas, you can create a more organized and streamlined space that allows you to focus on what's important. So if you are, I mean, if you work at a desk, if you're working from home or you're working in an office or think about maybe where your kids do their homework or even where you do projects in your home, if you have a hobby or things like that, really consider what does that workspace look like? How is it organized? How is it set up? And is it really set up to support you? Are you setting the conditions for success? The other thing that decluttering will do is boost productivity. So again, we're tying back to this idea around focus, concentration, productivity. When you are deep, when you are distracted by clutter, you are less productive. So with a clear space, you can be more efficient. You can get things done quicker, more effectively, and you're probably creating better work. Decluttering can also increase creativity. A cluttered environment can stifle creativity, while a clear and organized space can inspire creativity and innovation. Decluttering can also promote a sense of accomplishment. Decluttering can be a challenging task. I think we can all acknowledge that. But the feeling of accomplishment that comes when you've completed it can be very satisfying. This can boost your confidence and give you a sense of pride in your accomplishments. And overall, it enhances our well-being. A clutter-free home can promote a sense of calm and well-being. It can help you feel more relaxed and at ease in your surroundings, which can have a positive impact on your overall mental health. So there you have it, friends. Decluttering is good for your mental health because it reduces stress, anxiety, improves focus and concentration, boosts productivity, increases creativity, promotes a sense of accomplishment, and overall enhances our well-being. By decluttering your space, you can create a more positive and healthy environment for yourself and your family. 
Now, all that is great, right? I think that many of us, if we had really sat down and thought about it, we would know, yes, I know that if I declutter my space, these are some of the benefits I will experience. But here's the reality. As I look around our home, I can say with honesty that over the winter months, we've allowed our space to become cluttered. And it kind of feels overwhelming to think of tackling it. I mean, we're talking about winter coats, accessories, clothes the boys have outgrown, clothes I no longer wear, not to mention my recent love of crafting. Friends, here's a little PSA, (laughs) the inside scoop, as it were. Hobbies are awesome. But if you are not intentional in keeping your supplies organized, it can take over your space fast, fast friends. I have realized this very quickly and recognizing that in myself, that because my space had become really disorganized, I was not as creative. I was not as productive and was becoming really frustrated. So really want you to keep that in mind if you're thinking about, you know, the areas of your home that you might want to declutter or organize. So when we think about decluttering, spring cleaning, I think we need a plan. I'm thinking we need a strategy. So let's break it down together. And as I go along, if you have any tips or strategies that you love, please come over to my Instagram at stepping to the edge at the end of this episode and share them with me. I would love to hear from you. Let's collect all of these beautiful strategies, right? What is working for you out there? I want to hear it. Share that with me so that we can share those out with more people. So before you start, it's important to have a plan. Decide which areas of your home need the most attention and create a schedule. Consider breaking the tasks up into manageable chunks so you don't get overwhelmed. I might even suggest that perhaps consider tackling this over a course of a few days. Like maybe you do a little bit every single day, like, you know, maybe it's a room a day or a specific project a day, or even over a couple of weekends. I know for myself, once I get into that sort of cleaning mindset, I love to do it like from start to finish, but that can be exhausting. And I recognize that's not everybody's jam. So do what works best for you and allow yourself some time and some grace. So here's where we're going to start. We're going to start with the decluttering. So we want to declutter first. So before you even think about that whole spring cleaning idea, declutter your space, go through your belongings and get rid of anything you don't use or need anymore. This will make it much easier to clean and organize your space. So think about, you know, by room or by area, are there specific areas in your home that you really would love to organize. Do you have a junk drawer, friends? That's always a fun one to start with, right? A junk drawer can always be a really fun one. My second tip is to organize as you go. As you declutter and clean, take the time to organize your belongings. Invest in some storage solutions that work for you and make it easy to find what you need. There are some, there are all kinds of fun storage solutions and options out there. I mean, you can go to the dollar store, you can go to HomeSense. Um, some cities have like storage solutions stores. I don't even know what they're called. What do they call the container store? If you're in the U.S., they have the container store. 
Oh, how I wish we had that here in Canada. <laughs> so much fun. And you can even go to, you know, go to the lengths of creating beautiful labels if that adds joy to your process. And for those of you that have been following me for a while, you know, I've got a cricket, you know, I'm labeling everything. The third thing is to tackle one room at a time. So this is really what I'm talking about is like one room at a time, one project at a time. This will help to avoid getting overwhelmed and really start with the areas that need the most attention. What's going to make the most impact for you and then work your way through the rest of your home. The next tip is to involve the whole family. This one is specifically for my mamas out there. This is not just your task. Bring your family along, have them help you. This can be a family activity. Get your kids involved by giving them age appropriate tasks. If they're small, maybe that's organizing their toys. If they're older, maybe it's cleaning out the garage, you know, have them sort their own clothes. What do they wear? What don't they like? What doesn't, what doesn't fit anymore? Have them sort that and put them in bags, right? Like that is something that they can support you on. What I can acknowledge about myself is that I will sometimes start into these big projects without communicating to my husband or my sons that this is really the priority that I have set for us and would really love their support. And I just sort of jump in and I assume. I mean, let's be realistic. I assume that they're going to jump in and help me. And when they don't, I get really upset and I can be resentful of the fact that they're not helping me. And the reality is that's not on them. That's on me because I didn't ask for their help. I did a whole podcast a while ago on communication and really being effective and clear, right? Clear is kind in communication. And when we are unclear, that can lead to feelings of resentment. And that has been something that I have addressed in the past of really just being clear on like, what is the priority? What do we want to accomplish? Who's going to help? And what are they going to do? And everything moves along much faster. And mama is a much happier as we go. Okay. My next tip is to donate or sell unwanted items. I mean, we're coming into the season of garage sales, right friends? And your stuff that you don't want anymore, somebody else might want. There's also Facebook groups where local, you know, local groups where you can sell your stuff. There are Facebook groups where you can give your stuff away, right? Stuff that you don't want anymore, but somebody else might want to have. You can totally give it away. There's also nonprofits and charities that will come and will pick your stuff up. You just need to coordinate it. So really consider donating to a local charity or selling something online, but allow yourself that space to reduce your waste and give back to your community. I think this is a really beautiful opportunity for us to step into the value of generosity and recognizing generosity as a pillar of joy. And when we talk about welcoming in more joy, maybe it doesn't feel like joy is going to come in in the moment with cleaning and decluttering, but you know that I always find a way to tie it back. And I think in this, in this instance, it really comes through generosity. So now once everything is decluttered, 
you feel like you've purged it all. Now you can dive into actually cleaning and spring cleaning is all about deep cleaning for me. And I'm not going to get into a, you know, a to-do list here. I think we all have our own different priorities on what deep cleaning looks like. You know, it can include washing the windows or, you know, giving the floors and the baseboards, those really good cleans, washing your curtains, refreshing your mattresses, you know, really looking at the areas of our homes that are sometimes overlooked, right? Light fixtures, vents, things like that. And remember, it took time to build up the the clutter and the dust and the dirt. It's going to take time to clean it, show yourself some grace and allow yourself time to accomplish your plan. I'd also like to offer that turning up some pump up music can be helpful when spring cleaning. I mean, friends, I'm saying it, open up all the windows, let the air flow through and turn up the radio, dance around and have fun. Why not generate the feelings that you desire while you are getting done these tasks, right? Like Cleaning just needs to happen, but nobody's saying we can't have fun while we do it. So turn up those tunes, get the music playing, get your family involved and really have some fun. And as I share about cleaning, I do want to pause and talk about the toxic chemicals in many of our cleaning products. After my cancer diagnosis, one of the areas of my lifestyle that I focused on shifting was reducing the toxic chemicals I was exposed to on a daily basis. Have you heard the statistic that a woman is exposed to hundreds of chemicals each day? These can be environmental, but sadly, much of that exposure comes from the cleaning products and personal care products we are using. The chemicals in our cleaning products can have both short-term and long-term effects on our health. These can include irritation and allergic reactions. Many cleaning products contain irritants that can cause eye, skin, and respiratory irritation. They can also affect those with sensitive skin or with allergies. They can lead to respiratory problems. So cleaning products you may not be aware of. Release volatile organic compounds, those are known as VOCs, into the air, which can cause respiratory problems such as coughing, wheezing, shortness of breath. Long-term exposure to VOCs has been linked to an increase in the risk of asthma and other respiratory illnesses. One that really hit home for me as I was thinking about this and doing my research um, after my diagnosis and really thinking about how I was going to shift how we were cleaning our home came down to endocrine disruption. And this is all about hormones, friends. So some cleaning products contain endocrine disrupting chemicals, also known as EDCs, that can interfere with your hormones. This is serious stuff, friends. And then, of course, there is the environmental pollution. Many cleaning products contain chemicals that can hurt the environment, such as phosphates, which can contribute to water pollution and harm aquatic life. I mean, yuck right? Even saying all of those and sharing those notes with you just gives me this like feeling. And I don't know about you, but it kind of freaks me out. And when I think about a time before I ditched the chemicals, I used to clean my bathroom with those harsh chemical sprays and cleaners, you know, the ones that you get at the grocery store. I didn't know the specifics on the chemicals. To be honest, I didn't even really think about it. It didn't cross my frame of consciousness. I just, you know, there were cleaning products and I used them. I bought them and that was what I used. 
but I knew enough to always open the windows when I cleaned and to wear gloves. And I wouldn't let my boys clean the bathroom with those products because I didn't want them exposed to them. On a subconscious level, I knew they weren't good. But sadly, it was years before I knew what I could do about it. I thought I needed harsh chemicals to ensure that everything was clean. I can even remember when I was a regional manager walking into stores that had just mopped their floors with pine sol and saying things like, I love the smell of clean. Oh, I mean, it just gives me the shivers now to think that that's what I believed and that's what I was promoting at that time. But it is a question of when you know better, you can do better. And sweet friend, I am here to let you in on a secret. Clean doesn't have to smell like bleach. And that synthetic aroma of lemon that's being added to your cleaning products to entice you to use them is actually a fragrance. And it's most likely also an endocrine disruptor. This is a topic I'm passionate about, friends. I'm sure you've picked up on that. And if you are interested in learning more about how to easily and effectively switch to toxin-free cleaning products, reach out to me. I'd be happy to connect and let you know what workshops and resources I have available. My next green cleaning workshop is coming up on April 22nd to celebrate Earth Day. It feels like just the perfect time to be celebrating that. So if you are local to me and you're interested in learning more, just come over to my Instagram at stepping to the edge, drop me a DM and I will share with you all the details. Okay, friends. I'm going to jump off my soapbox now. Thank you for indulging me. I share because I love and you deserve a life of optimal health. And what I know now, I wish I had known years ago, but the good news is I do know now. And as I said, when we know better, we can do better. So all this to say, spring cleaning and decluttering can be a big task, but with these tips, I hope you can make it manageable and maybe even a rewarding experience. Remember to start with a plan, declutter first, organize as you go, deep clean, tackling one room at a time. Don't forget to involve your family and please consider donating or selling unwanted items. And most of all, have some fun along the way, turn up the tunes and wash that winter away. My friend, spring is here. I think it's safe to say after months of winter, especially for those of us who live where it is snowy and icy and gray for what feels like months at a time, the idea of cleaning out winter sounds so good. And remember, decluttering and cleaning up your space will also elevate your mood and you'll be able to enjoy your space without the stress that comes with the mess. As I wrap up this episode and consider how I will start spring cleaning and tackling that project in our own home, I want to leave you with this final message. Take one small step in the direction of your dreams today. Step to your edges, sweet friend. Go after your dreams and trust that your wings will appear. Until next time, I am sending much love.
Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Stepping to the Edge podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And it would truly mean the world to me if you would pause for just a second, give me a five-star rating and review, then be sure to share this episode with a woman you know will be inspired to step to the edge of her life after hearing this message. That's how we get this message out to more women around the world. And if you'd like to continue the conversation, hit me up on Instagram at Stepping to the Edge. Or check out my website at www.steppingtotheedge.com to discover all the ways we can work together. Thank you for being part of this mission. And until next time, I encourage you to go out there and bravely step to the edge of your life and do something for yourself today that will bring you more joy, more health, and more fulfillment.